Welcome to another episode of New Cities All of Life podcast. I'm your host, Nate Claiborne, and I'm here today to talk about the Exodus Bible study that is starting up this coming Sunday and is going to run every Sunday up until early November. Now, in some ways, it'll be very similar to the Romans Bible study, but in other ways, it's going to be, I hope, an improvement, um, taking some of the things that I learned along the way with the Roman study, uh, but also making adjustments for the fact that Exodus is in the Old Testament. It's also a completely different genre of literature, and because of how foundational it is for the Old Testament story, it does raise a lot of questions about history and um, things that are happening behind the text in a way that a book like Romans um, doesn't necessarily do. Uh, but my hope is that, for the most part, as we're engaging in studying Exodus together, we're not necessarily spending our time behind the text or outside of the text, but we're actually spending our time engaging the text of Exodus and understanding the story of redemption better. And so to that end, uh, what I've tried to do as I've organized it is I've come up with a list of several principles of biblical interpretation, and each week we're going to practice using a different principle, uh, given whatever text it is that we have. So this coming Sunday, we're actually doing two chapters to make up for um, not necessarily launching last week. So we're going to be in Exodus chapter one and chapter two. And I won't always do a preview like this before each week, but I just wanted to do a preview before the first week, uh, just to give you an idea of what the rest of the study is going to be like. So in this particular Sunday, we're going to talk about uh, the principle of intertextuality. And that's a big fancy word that's, uh, we don't necessarily need to know how to define the word, but uh, the idea is that the Bible is uh, a lot in some ways like the internet. It's a hyperlinked text and earlier parts of the story are referred to by later parts of the story. Uh, but even earlier parts of the story foreshadow things that happen later. And so as we start into the book of Exodus, we're going to spend some time uh, doing some group activities, trying to find all of these hyperlinks find all the ways that, for instance, the early chapters of Exodus connect us back to the story from Genesis, even all the way back to Genesis chapter 1. Um, and then also how things in Exodus chapter 1 and chapter 2 look forward to what is going to happen later in the story of redemption and later in the New Testament. And so you, I, if you were at New City last week or you heard Pastor Damien's sermon, either through the live stream or on the podcast, you notice that he actually drew some of those connections for us when he talked about there's this language of being fruitful and multiplying in Genesis 1 that also shows up again in Exodus 1, showing that the nation of Israel is indeed uh, beginning to be fruitful and multiply, just as God had commissioned Adam and Eve. Uh, but it's also not just that they are being obedient to an earlier commandment, it's that God is actually fulfilling his promise to Abraham, that he's going to make him into a great nation. And by the time we get into the book of Exodus, we see that God has in fact done that. And they're growing and they're flourishing as a people, but at the same time, they're not necessarily flourishing because they're not in the land that God has promised them. And to add insult to injury, they are being enslaved by the Egyptians. So not only are they without a true home, but they're actually being actively oppressed. And so that will cause us to look forward in the story a little bit, but it also raises questions for how um, this part of the story connects to the earlier part uh, where God has made promises to Abraham. And so that's just a little bit of a, a preview of one of the things that we're going to be doing. I, I, as I thought about it more, I thought it made sense to divide uh, 
um, to divide what we're looking for into three distinct categories. And so first thing we're going to do is we're going to look for um, literary connections. And so in this case, what we're looking for is specific words and phrases that connect us either backwards or forwards to different parts of the story. Uh, you can actually do a little bit of this yourself because a lot of times there will be a cross-reference in your Bible that will alert you to similar sounding verses where they're actually drawing on the language itself to make those connections. And so that's one of the ways we're going to analyze Exodus chapter one and chapter two to see what what sort of phrases or key words uh, help us to look backward or forward throughout the rest of Scripture. Uh, the next thing we're going to do is look at uh, how parts of the story are very similar. So there's some similar things that happen in Genesis one and two that remind us of stories that have already happened or look forward to stories that are about to happen. And so this is going to force us to think about what we know about the the story of the Bible and how parts of Exodus may foreshadow or echo um, other parts of the story. And as we do this in community, we're able to benefit from everyone's collective knowledge rather than it just being something like a homework assignment that you're sent away with and you've got to come up with a list and show back up next Sunday. So we'll, we'll be divided up into groups for that part of the discussion. We'll do it for the keywords as well, the literary connections. So we're looking for, first we look for literary connections, see what all we can find. Then we would look for, you could call it historical connections, but narrative connections. Um, And then we're going to think about some theological connections and and actually move up to, you know, what, what does this passage teach us and how does that connect with other teachings of scripture, other ideas and truths about who God is, who man is, how God relates to us as humans, how God might be at work among us to show us his grace, to redeem us. And so that, that'll be a little broader, but we'll still spend some time doing that in, in our groups. So that's kind of a general, it's not always going to be multi, uh, multi-part multi activities. Sometimes it may be just one thing and then we have a discussion. I'm trying to sh- uh, resist my temptation to lean into just, not necessarily lecture, but lecture discussion back and forth. And then we're not actually engaging scripture together. And that's, my hope is that as we're moving through Exodus, we're spending more time reading scripture, thinking about it, meditating on it. Um, drawing insight from it together in community so that it really is a Bible study and not a theological discussion, as fun as those may be for me and uh, several of you all who were involved in the spring. Uh, The last thing I I want to note, though, is that if you are on the New City app, you'll notice that Exodus, it's called Sunday Morning Bible Study, is a group, and it's listed under communities. And in some ways, we are like the other communities that are launching next week. But in, in another sense, we're not really like those communities. In some ways, it's just that when we first made a group for it, that was the place that we put it. Uh, but I thought I, I, I could talk for just a little bit about the continuity and the discontinuity. So in, in one sense, we are like the other communities in that we are a group of people gathering together to practice not the common rhythm as a whole, but to practice one aspect of the common rhythm. And so that makes us similar to these other communities, but we're also, the other communities have an intention of um, being able to form circles, which I I won't speak to right now, but that's not something we're not going to subdivide other than to do these group activities into smaller groups for personal connection. That might happen as a byproduct of the group, but it's not the group's intention in the same way that it might be an intention for one of the core 
or commissioned communities. Um, so that that's some ways that we are alike and yet different. Uh, even from just a scheduling point of view, our intention is to meet every week until early November rather than follow an every other week rhythm. So we're trying to make a commitment to gather together every Sunday morning before the sermon to study the Bible together. Um, my, my sense, though, is that much like it was in the spring, not everyone's going to be there every week, whereas in a core community, the expectation would be that you're bought in and you're there for the duration of the fall, that it's a, it's a priority. It's not just a, I'll opt into this if I wake up in time and it, I, I feel like it. And I get that, that that can be the vibe with the Exodus Bible study. And it's, it is an optional thing that you can do on Sunday morning before church, whereas we're not looking at core communities necessarily as an optional reality. So there's some similarities and there's some differences. And so I would encourage you to uh, not necessarily think of Sunday morning Bible study as a community in the same sense that some of these other communities are. Uh, and I would really encourage you to pursue a commitment to one of these other communities, even more so than this Sunday morning Bible study. If if you don't have the margin for both, you should go with a core community, I think, as they're launching next week. Um, if you have the margin for both, that's great. And we would love to see you on Sunday. So once again, Exodus Bible study, we are starting up this Sunday at 830 before the worship service will be up on the third floor. We'll be talking about Exodus 1 and 2, studying it together, reflecting on it together, and seeing what God might show us through His Word. And if you're around and part of New City, I look forward to seeing you there.